The sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, for October 24th, 2010. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit brings us to pray to our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, is Luke 18, the Gospel for today. Jesus told them a parable about how it's always necessary for them to keep praying and not grow weary. There was a judge in a town who did not fear God or have regard for man. There was a widow in that town, and she kept coming to him, saying, Grant me justice against my adversary. He wouldn't for a time. But after a while he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God, and have no regard for man. Yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that in the end she doesn't knock me out with her coming. The Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. Now, will not God certainly bring justice for his elect who call out to him day and night? Does he delay it for them? I tell you that he will bring justice for them quickly. But will the Son of Man find faith on earth when he comes? This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Keep praying. Don't give up. Persist in prayer. Persevere in prayer. Keep pounding at God's throne room. It's not hard, is it, to catch the moral of the parable that Jesus told in the gospel here, is it? The very first verse gives it away. And maybe I could simply end the sermon here and say, Amen. Or lest you think I was lazy this week, I could figure out a few more ways to say, keep on praying, and then tell some inspirational stories, true stories like Jacob resting with prayer all night, persisting throughout the night, as you heard in the reading from Genesis. Church history supplies us with examples, such as Monica praying for the conversion of her son while he was wandering in the ways of this world. That prayer was answered, for you know her son is St. Augustine. And how many examples couldn't we find in contemporary stories? Testimonials of people who prayed and prayed and the Lord finally answered? Or or think of fictional stories in movies like Facing the Giants or Fireproof. Persistence in prayer is an underlying theme there as well. But I owe you better than that, dear friends. For you see, simply repeating the platitude, just keep on praying, doesn't deal with the real struggle we face in our prayer life. And it does not deeply ponder these words of Jesus that are before us here today. Listen again to what Jesus says here. Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. 
quickly. Isn't that one of those words that causes us to struggle in our prayer life? Quickly. Yes, maybe in a two-hour movie, prayers are answered quickly, but in real life? Now, I think at times we, we do understand that the Lord's answer is, wait, not yet. You're not ready yet. And there we understand where persistence in prayer is training us to keep on trusting our Lord and placing our hope in Him. But what if the answer is really no? There are some prayers that we do stop praying, aren't there? Prayers that we should not persist in. How long does someone pray for that other person to fall in love with him or her? How long does an infertile couple pray to be able to conceive? What about prayers for better grades in school or a nicer job or a better home or a winning season? What about that pain or illness that just keeps getting worse? How long do we pray for the Lord to take it away or should we simply be praying that he give us the strength to bear up underneath it? What about our terminally ill loved one? Do we pray for a cure? Do we pray for more time? Do we pray or that the Lord take him to heaven quickly? Yes, that platitude, just keep on praying, does not address our real struggle in prayer. And even worse is the insinuated promise that is often implied with those words, And if you're persistent enough in your praying, then you will eventually get your answer, at least if what you're praying for is anything good. We don't need platitudes. But we do need to think more deeply about these words that Jesus speak here for us. What was that widow's plea? Grant me justice against my adversary. Who is your adversary? The sixth grade bully? The uncooperative neighbor? The disgruntled employee? The lazy co-worker? The hard-nosed boss? Sometimes those closest to us, our own dear family members, bring us the most adversity in life. Or maybe you think of your adversary not so much as a person, but simply the, the hardness of this life the troubles and disasters that can strike, or, or your own internal struggle with, with unhappiness or failure or distress. I'm my own worst enemy. But notice that this woman does not have many different kinds of adversaries changing over time. So I ask you again, who is your adversary from the moment you were conceived until the day you die? His name is Satan. And that very name means adversary. He is the one who accuses you before God, pointing out your many, many sins. He is the one who uses the troubles of this life to create doubt in your heart. He is the one who entices us with the pleasures and promises of this world. He is the one who attacks our faith with false teachings. Yes, he rebelled against God and now fights against you, God's people. He is the adversary. 
and all the other forces of evil out there, the devils and demons of the spiritual realm, the worldly forces of, of, uh, that are openly opposed to Christ, the wolves in sheep's clothing that call themselves Christians and teach in churches and yet lead people to put some trust in their own works, and yes, even that inborn sinful nature in you and me, all these are allies, enemy allies, working under that great adversary, Satan. But do we realize, do we realize just how great an adversary he is? And does our prayer life reflect that? For often we can know something up here, but we don't actually put it into practice. If someone asked us if Satan was our enemy, we'd say yes. But does, do our prayers show that? Do we persist in praying for justice against this adversary, Satan himself? For you see, he is not just an adversary. He is your adversary. He is out to get you. And that's why that encouragement, keep on praying, isn't an empty platitude here, but vital. Jesus wants us to pray persistently for justice against our adversary. And you have God's promise that he answers that prayer. I tell you, he will see that you get justice and quickly. Satan hates such prayers. He'd much rather have us forget about him or just pretend he's not really there off in some corner. For you see, if we focus our prayers on our earthly happiness, then he can sneak in and work his doubts and lies because we don't always get that happiness that we are looking for or wanting, do we? And so Jesus urges us to pray persistently. God wants us, yes, indeed, to cast all our cares upon him, both the great and the small, the spiritual and the earthly. But don't let the earthly blind you against who your real, your greatest adversary is, Satan. The old evil foe now means deadly woe. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight on earth is not his equal. Keep praying for justice against your adversary, Satan. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul brings this out as well, as he writes there, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Keep praying for justice against your adversary, Satan. Now when will Jesus answer that prayer? In the words right before and after this parable, Jesus talks about his coming. When Jesus comes again on the last day to judge the living and the dead, he will bring final and permanent 
justice against Satan and all who have followed him, some of whom we may have felt close to in this life. For you see, when he comes again on the last day, that will be the end of Satan's roaming around on this world, trying to deceive and win people to follow him. For then Satan and all who do not believe in Jesus, trusting him alone as their divine Savior from sin, will rightly and justly suffer endlessly in hell. God will not be mocked. So keep on praying for justice against your adversary, Satan. And for you and me personally, Jesus may answer that prayer well before he comes again on the last day. Yes, our entire life on this earth as a Christian is a struggle against Satan, as Ephesians 6 brought out. But that struggle ends, and Jesus delivers you and grants you justice when he brings you home to heaven. That, too, is an answer to this prayer. And that justice is not the justice that is based on our works according to God's law. Rather, it is the justice that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. This faith does not present our works in God's courtroom. Rather, The verdict that God pronounced when he raised Jesus from the dead is your verdict through faith in him. For in Jesus, you are acquitted because he has paid for all of your crimes. Satan can no longer accuse you as your adversary, for now you have Jesus Christ as your advocate. And he pleads your case, saying, My righteousness counts for him, for her, for I have paid for all of her sins, all of his sins. God's verdict is for you to hold on to in faith. For God has pronounced us not guilty because Jesus has paid for our sins. His right record counts for you. That is the justice we plead for. That is the justice that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. Not even our adversary Satan can undo that. For Jesus is your advocate. You can say with the Apostle Paul in Romans 8, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died for us. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Jesus is your advocate. So keep on praying for justice against your adversary. That deliverance that Jesus works for us, that deliverance through death, really answers all of our prayers and worries, doesn't it? But are we ready for that answer? Do we live each day ready for Jesus to take us out of this world? For you see, when death draws near, 
Satan will launch his fiercest attacks against you because that is his last chance to get you. Do you live each day ready for that final fiercest battle? Do you live each day putting on the full armor of God and praying persistently for justice against your adversary, Satan? That prayer that we, we learn from little on up, at least kept before our eyes, that death can face us at any time. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And when you face death with your eyes on the cross of Christ, trusting his forgiveness alone, despairing of your own works, then, dear friend, dear Christian, your adversary will fail. He cannot snatch you out of your shepherd's hands, no matter how fierce his attack. So keep praying for justice against your adversary, Satan, even as you keep praying in the Lord's Prayer, but deliver us from evil. Pray that as you realize that the answer to that prayer is when our Lord grants us a blessed end and takes us from this veil of tears, this world of sorrow to himself in heaven. And he will answer it quickly. For you see, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness, but he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3. Keep praying for justice against your adversary. How slow we are to pray that prayer. And so maybe let us wrap it up here today by looking at the encouragement Jesus offers us in the words of the text here as he says, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones. Yes, yes, of course he will, for he is not an unjust judge. He is God. He is the one who is just and who justifies those who have faith in Jesus Christ, for he has presented Jesus as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood so that you are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. What encouragement. And what's more, you're not an insignificant widow. You are God's chosen. You are his elect. From all eternity, he chose you according to his gracious goodwill. He sent his son to work your redemption. He sent his son to redeem you through his blood. He brought you to faith through the water and word of baptism to make known to you his purpose in Christ. And he lavishes us with his grace through his word and sacrament so that we continue in that one true faith. You are God's chosen, his elect, his reborn sons and daughters. What encouragement. So keep praying for justice against your adversary, Satan. God will answer that prayer. For he is your heavenly father. He will answer quickly. Amen. Please stand.
the peace of God that surpasses all our understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.